Hi, it's Laurence Bradford. Welcome to season two of the Learn to Code with Me podcast, where I'm chatting with people who taught themselves how to code and are now doing amazing things with their newly found skills. FullStack Academy is a coding bootcamp that helps people become software developers at companies like Google, Amazon, and Facebook. FullStack also offers a part-time bootcamp prep course that prepares you for admission into selective coding bootcamps. Visit bootcampprep.io to learn more and get a $500 scholarship with the code LEARNWITHME. Hey listeners, welcome to the Learn to Code with Me podcast. I'm your host, Laurence Bradford. In today's episode, I talk with Stephen Mayu. Stephen is a former English teacher in Korea turned full-stack developer. In our conversation, he talks about learning how to code, applying for engineering jobs and developer jobs, and much more. If you're transitioning into tech, this episode is for you. Remember, you can get show notes for this episode plus a full transcript at learntocodewith.me forward slash podcast. Enjoy. Hey, Steven, how are you? Hey, what's up, Laurence? I'm doing fine. Thank you so much for coming on the show with me. Yeah, thanks for having me. So what are we going to talk about today? Oh, we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff. But first, I want you to introduce yourself so people can kind of get a taste of who you are. Yeah, totally. Uh, my name is Stephen Mayu, and I'm an English teacher turned full stack developer. And that's the TLDR version of my life story. <laughs> Yeah, so there's. I know there's so much more than that. What were you doing? I know you're you're an English teacher, but could you just share a bit more about like where and and what you're like who you work with and so on? Yeah, totally. Uh, so uh, I've been an English teacher, uh, specifically English as a second language. Uh, so I, I help uh, non-native speakers of English acquire you know, uh, you know better proficiency so that they can you know get jobs in English-speaking countries or or maybe attend um, you know universities in English-speaking countries. Um, and I've mainly taught in the United States, but for the last two years I've been in South Korea. And, uh, and, and I, mainly my students have been like university aged uh, and sometimes a, a little bit older, like a, like a salary men or salary women who are trying to advance their careers. Um, and, and yeah, yeah, it's been really fun. Um, yeah, I'm really passionate about education. Uh, but, um, but about a year ago, I got bit by the coding bug and, and uh, that's what brings me here today. Yeah, how did you first kind of discover coding and, you know, start learning, really? So um, when I was uh, teaching at the University of California, um, I was given a lot of freedom with, um, with what I could do in the classroom. And, you know, if you're really, you know, passionate teacher, that's like the best thing a school can give you is just, you know, tons of freedom and, and leeway to, you know, create your own curriculum and content. And um, I wasn't really satisfied with uh, what was available in the teacher's room, in the, you know, resources closet. Um, uh, you know, we, we had like a lot of standard textbooks, but um, I really loved hip-hop. You know, I, I still love hip-hop. I'm a big you know, hip-hop head. And uh, I thought it would be so cool if I could have, you know, some kind of website or, you know, app to, you know, just devoted entirely to teaching English uh, pr predominantly using, you know, hip hop songs. So, um, you know, I got started to web development, uh, creating this WordPress site. And my friend, who's a front end developer, he helped me, you know, set it up and he taught me a whole bunch of things about, you know, HTML and CSS, uh, 
a, a touch of PHP just to customize my uh, website. Um, and, and that was my first uh, kind of, um, you know, uh, you know, entrance into this uh, world of coding. And it was really cool. Um, I loved, you know, creating content and, uh, you know, uh, creating this community of English learners and English teachers and hip-hop fans. Um, that was a lot of fun. But uh, just the process of creating the website was also really cool, and I enjoyed that very much. And, you know, further along in my teaching career, uh, through my you know, other educational endeavors, I created a few more websites. And I thought, hey, this, this is pretty cool. You know, uh, I, I can create, you know, something from you know, literally nothing. You know, I don't need any raw materials or any money up front. It's, it's just like copying this abstract code in a, in a text editor and then bam, you know, I have like an online school and, you know, I'm, I'm you know, getting students that way. Um, and and that, that was how I was first introduced to it uh, um, through my uh, teaching endeavors. Yeah, that's so awesome. And I think it's so interesting that you kind of began your journey through a passion project, or I mean, I guess it was related to your career at the time, building this site. And I don't think you actually said the site name, did you? Oh, yeah. It's ESL, <laughs> ESLhiphop.com. So ESL stands for English as a Second Language, ESLhiphop.com. And this is a WordPress site that my friend John Bella helped me out with. Um, a couple of other sites. Um, uh, well, one I had to take down because... <laughs> um, it, it was like a test preparation course and the makers of the test, um, they, they weren't too happy that I was, you know, kind of sharing some uh, secrets uh, with students. So that one's taken down. I shouldn't have mentioned that one. <laughs> but um, but uh, there was another one called um, when I was teaching English online. And I, I no longer do this, but it's still up on the web uh, for you know, my portfolio purposes. Um, it's called myskypeteacher.com. And... And really, um, that was when I was like still quite fresh, um, and, and I wasn't formally studying HTML or CSS. But but I bought a template, and um, you know that's whenever I just kind of opened up and was like, oh, well, what happens if I you know delete this line of code, and uh, what happens if I move it around like like this way? So um, so yeah, those are the two: ESL Pump and MySkypeTeacher.com. Awesome. Awesome. So how much time then after you kind of began building like ESL hip hop and these other sites, were you like, hmm, I actually want to do this full time, like building, you know, applications and coding and so on? So uh, right about that time when when I uh, made those websites, it, I guess it was about 2013, 2014. And uh, that, that thought had not entered my mind yet. Um, uh, Basically, yeah, after I left the University of California, I tried to make it on my own, like freelancing and doing, you know, consulting and, and online teaching on my own. And it didn't work out. And that's kind of what brought me here to South Korea, um, because the demand for English teachers is you know, really high here. And, you know, it, it's easy to make a comfortable living. So uh, I said, OK, I'm going to go to South Korea, um, you know, teach there for a couple of years and you know, kind of figure things out. Um, and it wasn't until the, the summer of 2015, um, a, a year into my time in South Korea, um, I, I just started, you know, reading a lot of articles about, you know, teach yourself to code and hashtag 100 days of code and coding boot camps and, 
you know, Ruby on Rails, and anyone can learn to code, and it, not everyone can learn to code. You know, I was just like <laughs> reading, reading all this stuff, and um, and you know, I just remembered, you know, fondly, you know, making those websites, and um, and I always felt, you know, kind of limited. Like, man, uh, wouldn't it be so cool if I could make like my own hip hop application? And uh, wouldn't it be cool if I could do this or that? But but I don't know how to do any of it. Um, so I, yeah, I just I, I think I just Googled, you know, learn how to code free, and uh, Code Academy was the first thing that came up, and you know, I started that. Um, and uh, yeah, and yeah, that, that's how it all started, like formally. About about yeah, thirteen or fourteen months ago, um, yeah, just kind of on a whim, and yeah, since then uh, I've been hitting it you know really hard. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And okay, so you went to a coding boot camp. Am, am I right? Like an online one? Yeah, um, I went to a Viking Code School, and uh, I was in their uh, flex program for about three months. Um, I, I'm taking a pause momentarily uh, just to. Uh, prepare for you know my life in, in America. Um, uh, you know, moving moving you know back home. Um, it, just a lot of prep has to go into that, and and kind of you know making some big life changes uh, as well. So I am taking a pause from the program, but I was with uh, you know Eric and, and his team for for three months, um, and it, it was it, you know it was an incredible experience. Uh, it, it was absolutely fantastic. Oh, that's so great! And yeah, how. Uh, going a little off topic, but I actually just moved to New York uh, last yeah. month, or yeah, in July. This is you know August when we're recording this, and yeah. I can totally feel you on the move. I mean, this was you're moving from you know Korea back to that's like a much larger move, and even oh, yeah. just the the three and a half hour move for me was like totally just threw me off. Like like as far oh, as yeah. like organization and productivity, and oh man. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, um. Uh, you know, when, when anytime you do any sort of boot camp, even if it's like a, like a flex program, like a, like a Viking code school where you can kind of like learn on your own and, you know, go at your own pace, uh, you know, there's similar programs out there, uh, too. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, something, something like that, like a significant life event, like, you know, moving, you know, to another continent or moving to another country, even like moving three, three and a half hours away. Uh, that, that's, that's a significant, you know, event. And um, you, you need time to pause. Uh, I, I don't think it's possible to, you know, commit and concentrate, you know, fully 100% um, and, you know, handle all of that stuff at the same time. So, um, so you know, I, I, I've taken a pause. I intend to, intend to get back to it um, once I get settled back. Um, in America in, in a few weeks. But, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't see myself, uh, you know, doing that and, um, and uh, you know, just kind of, you know, handling all these job interviews and things like that uh, all, all at the same time. So, um, but, but, yeah, Eric's team is phenomenal. I really liked it. That's yeah. That's that's so great. Yeah, I think by the time this episode goes live, you will probably be back into it. Um, yeah. Into the you know the swing of things, you should be moved by then. Uh, before we started recording to the listeners, uh, Stephen told me you're moving next week. Correct? Back to the U.S. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And how long have you been in um, South Korea for? I've been in. Uh, I've been here for two years, and you know I've done some traveling. You know. Just for you know, long weekends to Japan and, and Taiwan, but but really the the whole time has been spent 
in Korea. I haven't seen you know, my friends and family. So, you know, part of that time, you know, whenever I go back, it's just catching up with everybody. Um, it, it, and you, you got to do that to keep your sanity. You got to, you know, um, yeah, keep those connections, especially friends and family close to you. So uh, going back, it's just going to be reunion after reunion and uh, you know, big, big homecoming. Um, yeah, two, two years. Wow. I, yeah. I mean, just saying it out loud, it's crazy. <laughs> and it's going to happen next week. So ooh, oh, I'm excited. Wow. wow. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, so you hadn't been home. You've been you haven't been back to the U.S. in two years. No, no, I wow. haven't. Wow. No, I, I, I have several friends that have actually taught as well overseas that have, mm-hmm. um, that spent, yeah, I think two, even th- one girl, even three years before um, yeah. coming yeah. back to the U.S. And yeah, no, I mean, it's such an amazing experience, but I'm sure you're also at the same time very happy to reconnect with everyone and kind of get things going back here. So I know you, you briefly mentioned interviewing at jobs. Can you kind of touch on that? Do you, have you been, like, how have you begun interviewing? When did you start? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I started about uh, you know, about a month ago, and um, and kind of the analogy that I've been telling you know, all my friends and people reaching out to me um, has been uh, okay. Um, like like when you're looking for jobs and when you're interviewing, like imagine you're in the kitchen and you're cooking, and you got like four or five burners on your stove, on your gas range or whatever, and you always want like a pot or a pan or or something on each one of those burners. And, you know, maybe one or two of them, they're like boiling really hot and it's like moving very quickly. Maybe a couple in the back are just like simmering and, you know, they kind of, you know, you're going slowly. Uh, but for, you know, for, you know, for every week, you know, this month in August, I try to have, you know, every burner on my, you know, uh, job interviewing stove kitchen you know uh, whatever uh it's uh, something cooking uh like at all times so um yeah so e- each week um you, you know meeting with a lot of recruiters who are putting me in touch with uh, with different companies um sometimes it's just like going through the side door and having a friend or or, or somebody else um you know hook me up with some interviews and, and get me in touch with the ceo uh, LinkedIn has been, you know, really valuable um, with, um, you know, with, um, you know, helping me, you know, get in touch with, you know, product managers and hiring managers and so forth. Um, the only thing that hasn't really worked out very much is just going on jobs websites and like applying blindly to, you know, uh, to, to just like any you know, posting that you know, requires JavaScript or, or this and that. Um, only one time that has worked, and, and I consider that just you know completely dumb luck. But, really? Uh, but, oh wow! Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So only one time out of um, when when you say worked, do you mean like you got an email back, or you got an interview, or right? Uh, I mean, for for a lot of um, you know job uh, websites, uh, I mean for like, like Dice or Indeed, you know, uh, you know, you go on there put in your location, like some keywords and, and apply, you know, directly or you know, through the external, you know, application system. Mm-hmm. And, and usually, I mean, nothing even comes up, um, not even like an acknowledgement that your application has received. Um, it, it, and maybe it's because, you know, I don't have experience and, uh, you know, I'm up against so many people who have experience, um, but, but only once, has uh, has somebody you know, actually you know, gotten back to me 
and 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 has it like progressed into something meaningful. Sit tight, podcast listeners. We're taking a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors. Full Stack Academy is the leading coding bootcamp that helps students become great software developers and get jobs at top tier companies. Full Stack's Advanced Software Engineering Immersive course gives you the skills you need to launch your dream career in tech. The school's cutting edge curriculum based on current tech trends drives a near 100% job placement rate for graduates. Full Stack alumni work at companies like Google, Amazon, and Facebook, along with many others. Full Stack Software Engineering Immersive is taught on campus in New York City and Chicago and online everywhere through Full Stack's industry-leading remote immersive. Full Stack has established a $500,000 scholarship fund for the remote immersive as part of an initiative to improve access to its award-winning educational experience. Go to fullstackacademy.com to learn more. Full Stack Academy, making great people into great developers. It's so interesting to hear your perspective. I think with a job, just applying to jobs in general can be so different for everyone and like what works mm-hmm. and what doesn't because, and I, I, I just have to interject here first, you mentioned oh, LinkedIn yeah. and I love LinkedIn. So I'm oh, so yeah. glad you said that because yeah. I tell people all the time, like you need to, you know, need to go on LinkedIn, need to get on mm-hmm. LinkedIn, you know, if mm-hmm. it, not just for people in tech, I mean, for anyone, you know, who wants you know, anything yeah. with career wise, being on LinkedIn is great. So yeah, glad that that's been working out for you. And then going through your personal network, I always, yeah. you know, tell people to do that as well. The reason why I'm like, my thoughts on applying online slightly changed because the job I have now, I actually got from applying online. And mm-hmm. um, I hadn't applied online for jobs in forever. And I always just really, and I still actually, I still don't think it's the best way to get a job. I definitely think the best way is to go through someone you know, hands oh, yeah, down. Totally. Yeah, or a recruiter or like something like that. But sometimes it's like just dumb luck and like it just yeah. works out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so when I applied to this job listing, it was on LinkedIn. LinkedIn actually, and they had no idea the company it was on LinkedIn. It somehow got mm-hmm. like um like an RSS feed kind of picked it up type of thing. It kind of got like syndicated mm-hmm. on LinkedIn essentially. And the job ad, it was this one day. I remember it was like a Wednesday, and I was, you know what? I'm just gonna see if there's any jobs that fit this really specific description. Like I had this really um really like clear idea of the job I wanted. Only a few results showed up when I put in all like the keywords and like the, you know, all the, all the filters on, on LinkedIn mm-hmm. for the search. This job showed up first and it had been posted like eight hours before. Yeah. It was honest. It was so meant to be. I just think now looking back on it, it's so crazy. But uh, so I just had to share that little story real quick. But that was also through mm-hmm. LinkedIn, actually. So more power uh, over to LinkedIn. I mean, oh, how yeah. Great it is. <laughs> I think I think LinkedIn, you know, for me, it's worked so well because, you know, when you just send in your resume, it, it's like it's just uh, it's just like another resume on Stack of Life. Who knows how many? But like at least with LinkedIn, you know, the, the, they can see your, your profile picture. And I think this is like so much, you know, it's just more meaningful if somebody can, you know, like see who you are. And, uh, and and just put a face to your name, and um, it, it, so so to me, I, I think you know LinkedIn. It's just you know it, it just feels so more human. Mm-hmm. It's just a human element to it, and and uh, yeah, I found that it, it's been you know way more responsive than uh, just the just the job ads um, you know on on the websites. But you know not not saying those are like you know you know 
completely, you know, a waste of time. Yeah, certainly, you know, try it out and, and maybe I'm doing something wrong. But, uh, but yeah, just LinkedIn has resonated for me and, and of course, personal networks too. And, you know, just, you know, analyzing, you know, those things, maybe, maybe the human element, it's common in both, you know, your personal network and LinkedIn. And, and that's why it just, um, it, it's worked for me so well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. LinkedIn is so much more personal mm-hmm. than just sending in a, you know, a faceless or just a, kind of like a PDF resume or something. It really puts oh, yeah. like, contact to the person. You can learn a lot about them. If, yeah. you're, if your LinkedIn profile is filled out, ca- caveat, right? Just You can't just get a LinkedIn and just, you know, put yeah. in things. You definitely need to put some effort in, you know, adding information, adding your experience. And there's yeah. so much you can do with it. We whole, Literally last season, I actually had one episode where we just talked about LinkedIn. Me and um, a woman named Sandy, who's kind of, is like a LinkedIn expert. Uh, oh, cool. And it was, yeah, it was a great, it was a great, actually, I get, I get um, tweets still and, and comments on the, on the episode all the time that people really enjoyed it. Cause there's a lot of people I think that just, we hear about social media all the time, but sometimes LinkedIn isn't, isn't mentioned as much, but anyway, so really, really going on a rant here with uh, LinkedIn, but that's totally fine. Um, so, okay. So I kind of want to circle back actually to like what you were learning and what you've been learning and okay. you, I, you really focused on front. Well, now you're doing full stack though. Yes. But uh, strictly JavaScript. Yeah, and um, I guess that that's predominantly what I've been doing is uh, full stack JavaScript. Um, so you can call it like the mean stack, or or now I'm learning React. So you know the Mern stack, mm-hmm. uh, as some people are calling it. Um, at Viking, uh, I had the chance to learn Ruby and, and a little bit of Sinatra and, and Rails. So that was really cool just to, um, you know, learn programming like like a, under a different paradigm and sort of like a different set of rules. Um, but, yeah, predominantly I'm a JavaScript developer. And is that – has that been most of the jobs you've been um, like applying for, uh, you know, trying to get it in with? There have been JavaScript ones? Yeah, yeah. Um, mostly what, what I've been dealing with is, uh, you know, full stack JavaScript jobs uh, where the required skills are Node.js, Express, um, you know, MongoDB, maybe a SQL type of you know, database experience. And, um, and, and a lot of the jobs that I've been, you know, um, applying to, uh, React and, and Redux and even a little bit of React Native, they always list that as a very nice thing to have. Uh, so, you know, learning React right now is, uh, it would, you know, super helpful and it, it will set you apart from, from other applicants who, who don't use React. So do you, I, I think you mentioned you began learning React. Do you have any recommended resources? You know, just follow along uh, with the um, documentation on Facebook's um, you know, developer page. And that sort of, you know, gives you a good, uh, you know, introduction. They give you, you know, step-by-step examples. Uh, a lot of people might find that, you know, kind of dry and uh, hard to you know, follow along. And, and, and I admit, you know, following, you know, documentation and things like that, it's, um, yeah, I can see, you know, it, you know, for a lot of people, that may not be like the, the most useful kind of resource. Um, for for me, uh, the uh, some Udemy courses uh, have have just been have just been you know phenomenal. And um, you know, there, there's one particular you know uh, course creator on Udemy that that I just absolutely adore. I think I bought all of his um, you know courses. And, and and by the way, like I've gotten no 
endorsement, for, you know, from this guy. He's not right. paying me or anything. Spot, wait, which 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 person is it? Stephen Grider. Um, okay. If if you if you want to learn React, uh, Stephen Grider or Gritter, I think it's Grider. Um, it, it, his courses are amazing, and he's got several um, several of them on Udemy. He's got one for React and Flux and React and Redux. There's an advanced Redux, Meteor and React. He's got a, a new course on ES6, and, um, and, and yeah, just each one of his courses is just like practical, straightforward, and uh, just such a good value. Um, so, so uh, I mean. Uh, yeah, I, I think I, yeah, I think I bought all of his courses. That, that's how much like I really love Stephen Grider. Um, yeah, no, that's great. I'm, I'm really yeah. glad you're sharing that because I know a lot of people want to learn React and different things mm-hmm. with JavaScript. And so the fact you're giving you know a great yeah. recommendation that's awesome. And yeah, there's a few other uh, Udemy instructors that I hear people like pretty much constantly rave about. I actually have mm-hmm. not heard. I don't think of Stephen Grider, but um, thank you though for sharing that. Yeah, yeah, totally. All right. So, you know, I think we're going to you know wrap things up here. I just kind of want to end this conversation by asking if you have any other uh, advice for people that are learning on their own uh, without mm-hmm. formal academic training. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, this might be, you know, cliche and you, you probably heard this time and time again, but um, like, don't give up, like, don't throw in the towel and, uh, and, and don't feel like you know, just because you, you have some non-traditional background or you're coming, you know, from, you know, you know, something that isn't related to math or computer science or engineering. I mean, you, you can definitely do this and it's not going to be easy um, and, and it, it, it's not going to happen overnight. But if you consistently, you know, put in the time and, and code every day and if you can, you know, have these good habits and, and maintain them for a long time, and, uh, you know, a long time might be six months, it might be a full year, might be even two years, but the, just consistently, you know, working and coding and learning and meeting up and, and going to hackathons and, and doing all that sort of stuff, it, it's going to happen. So, you know, you don't have to be some genius, you don't have to be, you know, uh, talented and, you know, whatever sense of that word. Uh, it's really just a skill and uh, you put in the time you put in an honest effort and it will actually happen for you so don't give up and, and keep going after it it's gonna it's gonna work out i love it hang right hang in there have yeah. mental toughness don't give up keep working yeah. i tell people all the time that mm-hmm. just intelligence is not enough it's really not enough that's not going to make you you know learn how to code what it what, what it takes is hard work and dedication and Hanging in there. It's it, like anything. Anyone can learn it, you know. I mean, I, I don't. I don't think like I'm. I'm like the most intelligent guy. Sometimes I think I'm. I'm like really dumb. Sometimes I oh, think no, being no. a little bit dumb <laughs> has like benefited me. So like I remember just late nights, just trying to hack away at some code, and there's like some bug. But like the the, the stupid monkey part of my brain is like keep going keep going. And so, so yeah, I mean, yeah, intelligence, sometimes that could even, you know, be harmful. I, I, I was just thinking about this the other day, because I was yeah. thinking with my site, Learn to Co with me, and like, one of the biggest factors, I'd say, in like, its success, and just like how it 
got started and continued was how little thought I put into it. Like when I started the site, I was not strategic. Over time, I became more strategic and more, yeah, that's the best word to use, strategic. But when I when I had the idea for the site, I just started it because I knew if I let myself think too much about it, I would mm-hmm. think myself out of it, right? And I was like, yeah, I just gotta yeah. take action. I just gotta do this. Because if I sit on this idea for too long, it's gonna slip through the cracks like a thousand of my other ideas had in the past. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I love where this conversation is ending. This is awesome. Uh, so Steven, finally, where can people find you online? Yeah, uh, best place to find me is um, you can go to my LinkedIn. Uh, so you know, uh, find me you know, at Steven Mayu, uh, right there. You can follow me on Twitter. That's another good place at ESL Hip Hop. Um, my portfolio uh, needs to be updated, um, so don't go there, but uh, check me out on my GitHub profile, uh, so github.com slash Stephen Mayu. Uh, pretty much everything is Stephen Mayu, so that's where you can find me. Yeah, we'll definitely link those up in the show notes. So yeah, thanks again, Wait. Stephen, for chatting. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Steven. Again, the show notes for this episode plus a full transcript can be found at learntocodewith.me forward slash podcast. If you enjoyed this interview, head on over to my website, learntocodewith.me, where you can find even more awesome code-related resources. For instance, my 10 free tips for teaching yourself how to code. Thanks so much for tuning in. I would also be so appreciative if you could leave a review and rating on iTunes. If that's where you're listening, of course. I'll see you next week.